This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer! Hi, Richard. I'm playing this tree. I love that. It's a tree for the flip side. Yes, indeedy. (laughs) All right. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We love that you're here. We appreciate you checking in with us to see what's going on on the flip side. We're here first. Hacking. Yes, for your your first or your last time. You know, that's how it goes with podcasts. Um, You know, somebody pointed out that we have. We should have millions of viewers. We have thousands of viewers. But, you know, not everybody wants to know what's going on on the flip side. Yeah, we just haven't really, we find ourselves, in my opinion, we feel very fortunate to be doing this. We should be probably putting it on a bigger platform. Yes, we should. I know, and you know, it's funny because George George Norrie, and let me say George Norrie from Coast to Coast, I was on his show, Beyond Belief. He asked about the podcast. I told him, and he turned to his staff and said, put this podcast on our network. And everybody looked at him like, no, we're not doing that. Anyway, doesn't matter. We have a very dedicated and lovely fan base. We do. And I I am the recipient of, of a lot of listeners that make appointments and so and because they've been listening they already know about the process they're already open it's they're so fun that's me. so cool yeah. and i must say i'm in the midst of finishing up my uh re- most recent book uh i won't tell you the title okay. just yet but the cool thing about it is i'm referencing i went back into all the old uh stuff that not you and i had done but i had done with hypnotherapists and what I had filmed just to get excerpts. And it's shocking, you know, that what people said 10 years ago while under hypnosis, it's identical to what we're hearing from the flip side on a daily basis. Identical, word for word, sometimes. That's amazing. You know, and then stuff that you and I hear here on the podcast. I, you know, I, I know, I don't know if you remember, but we were talking to a librarian on the flip side and he took the name five because he wanted to be non-denominational literally binary <laughs> anyway that is um, so great though that is and, so and great. he references I, i'm filming somebody else talking about this stuff somebody you've never met before and they're accessing him on the flip side and he's referencing us on the podcast people on the other side talking about what we're doing here who could know the people I'm talking to have, could have no possible awareness of it. Anyway. It is pretty fascinating because I re- what it has made me realize, too, is that even though you once you cross over to the next room, um, it doesn't mean you're going to know everything. You might know everything about your past, present, and future, but it doesn't mean you're going to, you know, I just took it for granted that they knew how to talk to us even. And we have learned that they're learning. That they're learning, you know, and this also goes to uh, people who've done tons of research where they've talked to channelers and the channelers come through and they say something, you know, dramatic, like, well, this is the way things work. 
and they take that as sacrosanct. And I like to point out that the channel, the people they're channeling, are only aware of all of their lifetimes. And so they may not have uh, access to other journeys that other people that we've talked to have. And they get given completely different insight into that. And so because they're so used to like, oh, I'm talking to somebody on earth and I can pontificate. And you know, along come us and we ask questions, but wait a minute, what about this guy over here? He said something that's completely op. So the point being, right. we don't become omniscient on the flip side, Correct. but, but Correct. we can access information from people over there. So with that being said, our friend Lawana Anders, who passed away in 1996, I was talking about her today because when she passed, she had two cats in her room. And for about 40 minutes, these two cats in unison watched something move around the room, you know, up in the air and then flying over there. And I watched the cats because they were like, you know, like beacons. If only one cat had been there, I, you know, I, I could have thought it was a fly or something, but both cats, both, you know, like watching. And then all the clocks in her home stopped at exactly four o'clock um, on that day when she passed. All the clocks, <laughs> you know, you go around to the different rooms. It's like, oh, who turned off this clock at four? Um, well, at least it wasn't 420. That's probably, probably <laughs> what my son would have <laughs> Yes, a message for the flip side to partake. Um, Lana? Will do. Sorry about that. My son is still alive for everybody that's listening. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I know. That's just comedy. Comedy for the flip side. Luana, you are you have the floor, my dear. Do you have anybody in your clipboard that wants to talk to us? Or are you do you want to talk to us? Hold on. It's a lot. Okay, so she's mentioning a scientist. She's mentioning two weeks ago, and she's mentioning you. So I don't know if you talked about a scientist. I don't know if you thought you were hearing in from a scientist. Um, right, and this is how this is why we love doing this because Luana comes in with a little bit of a puzzle, and right. and so this could be a scientist that I was referring to. Could have been a scientist who's on the flip side. Scientist who's on the flip side, and so now I'm going to hone in on what Luana is referring to because she can do that with. Jennifer, put this person in a chair, Lou, across from Jennifer, and let's ask him what his first name is. You had to see what they did when she tried to push somebody in the chair that's floating. That was actually kind of funny. Um, <laughs> never, never a dull moment. Hold on. I don't know. I got the word George. Um so you've got the word George, and let's ask this fella. Is it as a male we're looking at? It's a male. And George, is your name George? That's the question I'm going to ask you. Yeah. No. No. Has to do with somebody right. named George. Hold on. Hold on. You remember Curious George, right? Or the book Curious George? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy I'm... with the monkey. Right. Guy with the yellow hat, you mean that guy? Yeah, but it has to do with monkeys, I believe. So now I'm like, are you talking about the monkeys, the band? Like, this is where we're going. So just let me work it out. Sure, no, we're trying to figure this out. So, well, Luana, let's clarify. This is a scientist that was related to, our, not like Charles Darwin and not like 
uh, you know, somebody talking about the evolution of the species. But who? But who is? Who is they just showed me Machu, the guy that is still alive, the string theory. Um, Michio Kaku. Yes, excuse me. Thank you. Michio Kaku. Okay, and okay, so. He's, but let's just allow that this is a scientist who wants to talk about string theory. Is that correct? And what's his first name? Do you know? Uh, oh, Micho. Okay. Micho, yeah. Michio. Or Mikio. I don't know if it's, I think it's Micho oh, Kaku. Okay. But so this person that stopped in our chair, Giordano? Giordano Bruno? Yeah. Okay, very good. Do you know who that is, Jennifer? No, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. This is what I love about Luana. She put somebody in the chair. That's a scientist on the other side. George. And he, she gave us a Giorgio or Giordano or George, something like that. George. George. Yeah. But his name is Giordano. Giordano Bruno. Okay, he's an Italian. Uh, I mean, you know, he was an Italian. He still uh, is. He still is. All right. But I'm not going to tell Jennifer who this is until we get to the end. But let's I let's now that we have Giordano here, this is very interesting. Giordano, let me ask you, why have you come forward? Do you want to clarify There's some something that you thought about or or something? I've written about. I've written about him. I don't know this. You're not aware of it, but I've written about him. Okay, so George so and something with dreaming or the dream state. Very good. Okay, let's just clarify this. Now, Giordano. Uh, you had a near-death experience. Is that what happened to you? Twice. Twice. Okay, very good. And but they it, were like back-to-back, -back, so maybe in the same – like, I don't know if he was in the hospital and it happened twice. I'm not sure. Okay, very good. And Gior – uh, very good. Giordano, you were famous for um, your memory. You were somebody who could memorize, like, entire books, and you'd get up on stage, and then just, boom, people would say, page, you know, blah, 47, and you'd know the paragraph. Did that was that a result of your DNA? Was that the way your mind was constructed, or was that as a result of sorry? Savant. Both. Savant. Both. Okay. Both. So and, it was after. So it he didn't have that until after his near-death experience. Okay. Uh, that's what I was asking. I because yeah. I, I, I feel it felt like he had so let's talk about your near-death experience. Smart. But he wasn't photographically smart. Like I see, it wasn't so pronounced because it really changed his life. Uh, but I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I I would. I knew that you had a reputation for that. Did he, but did he get in a bicycling accident? Like so. Well, let me let me just focus on this portion of him that I'm so aware of, which is so. What was the? Was it a bicycling? A, I don't think you were riding a bike, but was it some accident? An accident showed me as a boy. Maybe his first one was as a boy. It was a boy. Okay. Did you get hit in the head? What happened? Come on. <laughs> he says he like ran into a tree. I'm like, really? You ran into a tree? Come on. Let's let's not judge it. Uh, Jennifer, you don't know what era we're talking about. You don't know when this no, guy but lived. I'll share with the class. It's black and white, so I know it's older. So it's much older. Okay. And I, I'll tell you who this is in a minute. Well, I'm but... thinking. I'm not thinking. But I'm don't... thinking. What? Just hold on to any thoughts about time and stuff like that. Let's just focus on his experience. You'll understand why I'm doing that in a minute. Okay. So Giordano, 
you ran into a tree. You were running, you ran into a tree, got knocked out. Is that when you had your out-of-body experience where you went around the universe? Or did that happen later? Felt like it happened when I was around 15. They went around the universe. And just describe to Jennifer what you saw. So you had this near-death experience and you saw things. What did you see? He's making fun of the fact that people see stars when they get hit in the head. <laughs> but he said he went to the stars instead. Okay, this is so mind-bending, Jennifer. You have no idea. <laughs> but it's blowing my mind. So you saw the stars. Did you go outside of our galaxy or were you just traipsing around our galaxy? Because he doesn't know where he was. But, but you could see... But then he, okay, there's two. Go ahead, sorry. I consciously didn't know where I was, but I had a knowing. Like I felt, everything felt familiar. Everything felt, um, and let me get it, let me get it. This is just what I'm feeling or interpreting. Yeah. He's so cute. Describe him. What does he look like? Well, he just has dark hair and these beautiful eyes. And I just, don't, I know it was. I know he didn't have much hair when he passed. That's what he also showed me. Oh, I didn't know. Me. I don't know. I don't know. He just showed me unruly hair. So and he had just. Oh, he had all his hair when he passed. Okay. I was like, I don't know. Doesn't um, matter. I, I'm gonna ask you something that's difficult to talk about, Giordano, and I want you. And I don't never. I normally don't do this, but because this is so important. I'm going to ask you to show Somebody's death affected him a lot. Say again. Someone's passing affected him a lot. And was there was Jesus involved in any way? About no, no, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, I, but it, so, are you saying somebody's passing before you affected you a lot? Like a lover, a friend, or somebody like that? My lover who passed. Okay. So when you were a younger. Okay. On. All right, but the, uh, but here's the thing. You know what I'm going to ask, Lou. Oh, is he a priest? Luana, you know what I'm going to ask. And so is this okay for me to ask this question? As long as I get the right interpretation, yeah. So, Giordano, I want you to show Jennifer how you passed. What happened to you? Try not to be too... Well, however you want to explain it. Was he hanged for treason or was he, was he like, or guillotine? Fucking it. All that. Sorry. Now we are now not, now we're not PG anymore because I use the F word. I'm sorry. He That's just, okay. He just showed me being punished. Punished. All right. Let's call it that, please. Because what happened to him was so graphically horrible. Okay. Uh, it's hard to talk about. Did I, did I get that right, though, the interpretation? The so interpretation is absolutely right. And it was the church. It was it was the church, the Vatican. That's what he told me. He said the Vatican. That's when I'm like, was he a priest? But then, so that's why, and now he's like, no. Yeah, that's why I'm clarifying. But, it but, was, but what's so interesting, though, is the reason how he showed me. I just want to show the audience, because I don't like to be shown graphic stuff either. And he showed me in a cartoon. Oh, great. Black and white, like black and, and white. And what did he show you? Somebody being hanged. 
which to me, when I get shown that, doesn't mean he was hanged. It could have been killed or stoned or any of those, but it meant well, that he did something wrong. He did something wrong according to the church. So, and we did, uh, when we talked to Emmett Till last week, he very eloquently pointed out that he left his body before all the terrible things happened to him. So uh, how about you, Giordano? What what point did you leave your body? He decided to stay and feel it. <laughs> wow. Week. He's actually pretty funny. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, he was taken right before. He goes, at that point of whatever happened, he goes, I had to, he goes, it was a lot easier to die than to live. Oh. And, uh, okay, I don't want to dwell on that. I want to dwell. Hold on. He either he's shown me either sepsis or some disease, like eating disease or something like that. Uh, yeah, literally, they tied his tongue. Fucking me. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to get into the details of the of the stuff that they used to do at this time period when he was uh, executed by the church. But tell Jennifer why this happened to you. Why did the Vatican call you a heretic? And why did they decide? He's a saint later, he says. Well, he is now. He's a saint in terms of science. Yeah. Okay. In terms of science. Okay. In terms of science. Yeah. The church. Well, I don't if, think the church ever apologized for what they did to you. So I just saw Galileo. Galileo? Galileo. Very good. Galileo came, uh, if I want to get this straight. He was around the time period, but later. But that's let me just make not. sure that's right. That's what I received. It was like 180 years later. So Galileo, of course, as famously recanted because of, probably because of what happened to Giordano. Uh, you know, they showed him the instruments of torture, Galileo. They said, here's what we're going to do to you. And he went, you know what? That whole thing about the earth going around the sun. I was kidding. He, he, he totally recanted. There three people sacrificed. And who, who are the other? Uh, did, are you friends with Galileo, Giordano? We hang out all the time. <laughs> and what's he like? Is he? He was, he just went like this. Like, you think <laughs> that he knew there. He goes, times that by infin infinite. Okay, yeah. very good. And who else do you hang out with? Or would we know who that is? Because I like the musicians in the class. It's different. Very good. And how did you reach oh, out to he hangs around Bach? Oh, he hangs out with Bach. Very good. And how did how did you uh how did you reach out to Luana? Just describe the process. Luana reached out to me. And Lou, please clarify why did you want us to talk about Giordano Bruno today? <laughs> he really is funny. He's like, well, I wrote her an email. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's it. Uh, well, Luana, what is it about you're Giordano Bruno? You're not letting me. I'm finish. sorry. I know. I, I questions and you don't let me even look I, into them. That's my job. Fired. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, now I don't remember the question. But oh, was... I, Luana, how? Why did you want Giordano to come forward today? What was what was the purpose of his visit? To talk about your book. Very good. The most recent one? Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, audience, I know nothing about his most No one, she doesn't know anything about my next book. Talk during the week. It's, I don't, yeah, we talk here. Hey, yeah. can, I show, can I just show us our text? 
Let me just, I just got to show. Like, <laughs> How much planning we go into our, uh, for our podcast. And well, Jennifer's I, showing well, a screen I, that says, tomorrow. will I see you tomorrow? Yes. And I forget. And she writes, yes. And I go, wee, what time? And she's like, uh, you know, 1.30. 1.30. And, <laughs> and here we it. are. That's, that's, it. that's as much planning as we do. But, you know, the point of that isn't that we're lazy or I or I am a little lazy. But still, the point is not it's that this is all spontaneous. And for those scientists out there who are tuning in, and I'm sure there aren't that many, but let's pretend that there's a few or, you know, one you want to say to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, by the way, you should tune into this conversation that Jennifer Schaefer had with Giordano Bruno who is considered to be the father of modern astronomy, the father of science. And, and he was executed for reporting. And I read the report and I realized he had an out-of-body experience and saw how the heavens worked and then reported it. He and they killed went, him for that's, it. That's what he said. He goes, instead of getting stars in here, I went to the stars. It's so fascinating to me. So it. why, so Giordano, why didn't you recant? Why didn't you just say, you know what? I'm sorry, you're right. I, you know, whatever. I, I'm wrong. Is it because that would you wouldn't have been as famous? Wow. Wow. He said, I knew I would be sacrificed. I'm like, did they tell you that when you went up there? And he said, no, I just had a knowing. But he showed me Jesus as well. He's, it just, I'm one person and think about all the stars in the universe. He goes, I asked him, like, is it, was it worth it? And he goes, well, you're talking to me now. <laughs> and just to clarify, he was a Dominican friar. I just looked it up. And so he was in the church. Okay. Um, oh, so I win. Yeah, you win. Absolutely. And uh, my clients also that hear this podcast are like, you win. <laughs> Giordano, do you want to show Jennifer where your statue is? There's a statue of you. I, you know, I don't know if Jennifer would know. Just look if you can show it to her or say the name of the city. Is it right? It's it's in Rome, correct? How do you know that? He showed me the um, the fountain. That's correct. That is correct. Thank you, Giordano. The fountain, which you mean by the Trevi fountain? Yes, by the Trevi fountain. Fontana di Trevi. And there is a statue of Giordano Bruno. I've seen it many times. It's in a place called Campo de Fiori. And it's this really wonderful statue that's at the end of the Piazza with him a cloak over his head. And it's very imposing. And I always thought, well, who the heck is that? But, you know, it's because he was a philosopher, he was a mathematician, he was a poet, he was a cosmological theorist. And he used to get on stage in for the royal courts in France and do this trick of somebody would hold up a book that he had scanned, and then they'd say, page, you know, blah, 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 and he'd read. And so the church became aware of that because that sounded like occultism, because how else could he be knowing about magic how could he know? Was that a trick? You see? But he had a he had he also was a teacher and he was teaching yeah. in class and one of his students turned him in. That rat fink student <laughs> turned him in as being a heretic. And that's when he was then pulled into Rome and 
tortured. He said he gave, he said he gave him a bad grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about what we're doing, Giordano? This is important for us to hear. It's interesting. He says you guys are eventually, you know, with the help of others, bridge the gap between this and science. And he just showed me my brain. Like I always say, I'm like, if somebody could put, couldn't they figure out what's going on in my brain? I mean, not figure out or the lack thereof. Like <laughs> all the visions that I see, wouldn't that be cool to have that go straight to a projector? Like how fascinating would that be? Couldn't there be a way that we could do that? Yeah, like, well, let's right? ask Giordano, what is a way? I, I, have a, I have a theory on that, but what do you, Giordano, I'd rather ask you, what? How do we help people communicate the way that Jennifer is? By not judging the communication or the source of the communication. He said, if I judge where I was going, he's showing me the stars and the planets. Which one? Oh. He said, his, I asked him what favorite, which I'm sure he put it into my mind. And he said, what is your favorite constellation or planets? And he said, the Pleiades, of course. Um, Why is that, Giordano? The way it looks or because of the people who live there? Oh, <laughs> as he called it home. Home, we called it home. Very good. Uh, well, let's talk. Can we talk about that a little bit? Everything's the Subaru, right? The Subaru. Yeah, yeah. The Subaru logo. I don't is know that the... this is just what he's showing me. So I'm... I'm I asked him, like, are you sure? He well, goes, don't judge. <laughs> don't coming. judge. Well, Subaru means the Pleiades in Japanese. Okay, right. So that's why they have that logo, the Seven Sisters. Well, let me ask you, Giordano. For the audience, I do remember being told that a long time ago. So just for the audience, it's not okay, like, that's very good. Like Subaru. It's well, not. I, okay. but, I just but, information where it's due. Go ahead. So Giordano. Uh, do you want to share with us? Have you ever had a lifetime in the Pleiades? He said no, but he was always fascinated by the people who lived there, the energies that lived there. Let's ask Luana the same question. Luana, have you ever had a lifetime in the Pleiades? or near there? Yes, she says yes. Okay, and and anybody else that we know that might be in our immediate vicinity? Me or Jennifer? Me. Jennifer, what about me? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, yes, and well, did we all, <laughs> yes. You all right, we've never explored that. We're not going to explore it today. I just want, I just, put question popped into my head. Uh, Jordan, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sherry, Luana, and myself were very good friends there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, let me ask you, Giordano, because you're, you still have the floor. You still have the floor, my friend. Neil deGrasse Tyson is a huge fan of yours. He quotes you in uh, the series that he took over from Carl Sagan, somebody else we've talked on the flip side, but he's an, he's adamant that there is no flip side. He's convinced that people like Carl Sagan don't exist anymore. Have you talked to Carl Sagan? 
That's so funny. He said he hides from him, but he was kidding around. <laughs> Meaning? He just he's... went like this. He went behind like a big Roman, like um, whatever they're called, column. And he, yeah. like, he goes, I hide from him. <laughs> because he talks so much or he's so interesting or what? A big, no, because of what people used to believe. But hold on a second. Wow. So I asked him, like, why doesn't Neil believe? And he goes, he can't. And I'm like, okay. He goes, that will ruin his whole infrastructure of what he feels is out there. His and whole infrastructure. So almost like the construct that he has in his mind, and not that anyone should change it. I'm not saying or advocating that anyone should. But it, it makes him a very smart fellow, and he is a genius when it comes to astronomy. I can't, you know, I, I'm not arguing about that. The difference is... It's only semantics. It's he only... Believes, he believes in energy. So it could, it could mean that he believes that um, that there is, you know that maybe we just got like my son for instance said he goes how do you know if it's just not you're just not getting like you're just not there's a big channel of just all the information is put in there from everybody's thoughts everybody's feelings he goes, how do you know you're not just getting it from that i'm like well that means i'm a freaking badass genius because that means i can do it for each person and just grab out what it is that they have i'm like if i didn't see spirit i physically see it and the only reason why I believe that I see it is because I was too much of an asshole to believe it. So like, it's something that I can't ignore. I see it physically coming. I mean, I, I can't even see my hand at night when I put it up. It is so thick of energy and wow. faces moving around. Full apparitions coming in from my kitchen. That shit used to scare me. Now I know it's not going to hurt me. I just have to say, Hey, you know, I need to go to sleep, especially around a full moon. It's very you know, crazy. I'm like, I just need to go to sleep. They don't go away, but my mind shuts it off. So if your mind shuts it off, that's what you believe. No one's wrong in their belief structure or system. Whatever they believe in is right. But well, and it going along those lines, it's it's. But then the question would be, Giordano, if someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson spoke to you and and in this fashion and asked you a question. Hold on. Sorry, you just showed. Oh, something. please don't. Really, really, really cool. He was the same way as Neil at first. Say again? He was the same way as Neil. Oh, okay. A skeptic. At first, at first. Oh, I love this. He goes, there was too much love to when I went to the stars and when the things that I saw, there was way too much love in the universe for me to think that that was just nothing. Or for me to ignore that. Wow. Home. I understand. We've heard it often. People right. get on the flip side and they experience that unconditional love and it's mind blowing and everything becomes irrelevant when they experience that unconditional love. And so when Giordano came back from his near death experience or his journey in around the galaxy, experiencing that love, 
it allowed him to talk about it in a way, even though he lived in like the, the 16th century, allowed him to talk about it in a way that blew people's minds. Of course, they couldn't process it, and the church clearly couldn't process what he was saying. Right. And they had to, you know, just like Joan of Arc, who was obviously clearly having conversations with somebody not on the planet, that became a challenge to their authority. So uh, what do you, do you want to comment about that? at all, Giordano, in terms of, you know, that institution still exists, but so do you. Well, he certainly ended this crumbling. That institution is crumbling as well. Um, and it doesn't need to crumble. It just needs to be all-encompassing. Needs to be all-encompassing in terms of love? Is that what you mean? Like, they want money, just accept everybody. Stop pushing your, like. <laughs> yes, I understand. But uh, we're letting Giordano, who has a bone to pick with the Vatican, let's not forget, he has a bone to pick, and so we're yeah, allowing right. him. So you show me pawn, you show me a chess game. And he says, everybody has been hurt by someone. And whether it's a church cloaked as a church or cloaked as a gangster or cloaked as you know, a scientist even, you know, you know, attempting to figure out what's wrong with the hip, like whatever it is, they can cloak themselves as something else, but it's a learned behavior before they get the cloak. Say again, the love? It's a learned behavior. A learned behavior. Before they get into something that makes them do the things that they shouldn't do. I see. Things that they shouldn't believe in. So, and that comes out of fear. A learned behavior on the planet as a human, okay. you have fear, you have fear of annihilation, you have a fear of death and all those fears and of evil, fears of all these things that you create with your mind and that causes you to behave really badly on the planet, including this gentleman, this scientist, this fellow had this incredible gift and somebody decided they had to tongue tie him, right. burn him and hang him at the stake. And so he showed me, he said, he goes, every player was a, a chess piece. You know, someone had to tell on me in order for the information to get out because of what happened to me. You know, wow. that could be, could you know, if they would have just let me live, then they wouldn't have, that information would have, wouldn't have, show me again. That information would still be with the church. <laughs> <laughs> they'd you still know, know. Uh, they'd still know i understand i know but he's just saying they they did the universe a favor so if you look at it like that yeah did they have to torture me no you know but every single person that tortured me ended up with something worse well in their life review they had to experience all that firsthand so, Giordano, let me ask you, you mentioned this book that I'm working on that Jennifer doesn't know about, uh, but I have had conversations with people, let's just call it that, not on the planet, who are talking about this as an important book. However, there is the note of caution in a couple of instances where it's not that people aren't going to be prepared, but somebody likened it to pushing the butterfly out of the chrysalis too early that there is a process what do you think about what's your opinion about that they'll find you when you're ready 
They'll find me when they're ready. It will find you when you're ready. So I'm talking about, I believe he's speaking. Like the listeners, they don't go to our podcast if they're not ready for it. They don't want anything to do with it. Right. Turn it off. And that's the point that I was making. I've been making to these people on the flip side is people who don't want to hear this material will not hear it, cannot hear it. Like just like Neil, Neil cannot hear what we're saying. He cannot hear it. And even hearing that Giordano Bruno still exists, he cannot believe it. He My can't. Man, cons- he just made. He just showed me. Brain well, <laughs> but it's hard to conceptualize. And then people ad- are adamant about, well, you got to prove it. It's got to be scientific proof. And here we are talking to one of the first scientists who ever really was acknowledged. So is this a valid thing to argue or try to find proof, or is it just... It's like defending the Bible. It's like defending a Republican. It's not going to work. <laughs> you but mean metaphorically. What's going to happen is the more metaphorically, but what's going to happen is that it's going to, all the things that we're saying is, is building up for people to listen to, or when they're ready, they can listen to it. And so that is a good thing, he says. And... You can't ignore it. It's gonna, it's gonna poke you, or like it's gonna be. It's gonna nudge you just a little bit, just a little bit. And I listen. I have these arguments with people on Quora, scientists who come forward and they want to tell me, like, you know, you're nutty, you're crazy. And I go, well, look at the footage. I'm not a scientist. Just look at the footage. Look at the research. Look at all that stuff. And then try as an experiment to talk to your loved one. See if you can. And when they respond, don't blame us. I feel I see those hands up. That means Jennifer's got to go. Listen, let's thank Giordano Bruno for sure. Grazie tanto, amico. I can't wait to sh- tell my daughter who's <laughs> the original astronomer. I mean, I'm look so- him up. I'm, I'm. I I just looked up his picture. He, he was quite handsome, actually. He was very he handsome. Did. Did. He, he still is, Giordano. He's like. It, a- He's making me blush a little bit. I like that. <laughs> He's like, hang on. Luana, we have to thank you for bringing such an unusual and interesting guest. And thank you for dinging my head when you said Giorgio or George, who that could be. Anyway, we love you, Jennifer. Thank you for your gifts. And we will catch you next. No, not next week. I'm going to. Tr- yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Two weeks. Maybe it could be a possibility. I'm in Sedona. With All right. Group. Or I can dig up an old podcast and pretend like it's us speaking out because it's the same information. Anyway, we love you. Safe travels, and we will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Love, love. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.